You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast, where we discuss life's fuckeries and then some over wine. Jen. And this is Between Between Us Girls. If you're tuning in for the first time, we want to say thank you. And you can always find us on social media, Instagram, Between Us Girls Podcast, Facebook, Between Us Girls, the podcast, Twitter, at Girl Talk and Wine. And you can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and any other podcast listening apps. Our fan of the week this week is none other than Justin Ruff. Woohoo, Justin! We found him on Twitter and he travels everywhere with us. He is in our Facebook group and he literally promotes our show at least twice a day on Twitter. Awesome. So shout out to podcast groupie number one. Right. We love you, Justin. We love, 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 love you. And I would also like to shout out our two, big number two, Patreon contributors, supporters, Shaky Britt and Demez White. Thank you so much. Thank you. So much for supporting us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So today our panel topics are facing your fears and following your dreams. That just made me think about the Michael Jackson America Dream movie (laughs) when he sang that (laughs) Climb Every Mountain song. I thought you was going to go into Dream Girls. I'm really, I'm really If I would have worn that wig, I was going to (laughs) channel Dina Jones all night. What wig? Oh, I'll show it to you later. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so this week we have a really special, special guest. We have Alana Levine. She's an actress, stage and screen, a producer and podcaster. Her show, Little Known Facts, is a great show that gets actors to share little known facts. <laughs> um, she's interviewed John Slattery. For those who don't know, he is Roger Sterling on Mad Men, one of my favorite shows of all Michelle time. Michelle is completely obsessed. Yes. <laughs> Um, and recently, she um, interviewed Judith Light, the mom from Who's the Boss? My mom. Right. My mom. Also. From those who don't know. <laughs> yes. And Between her and Claire, I was, I was. You I were was, ready. Yes. You her were totally Claire, covered. Yes. Okay. And we're just so thrilled to have her with us. Um, we're going to switch things up and put her in the interview seat and find out some little known facts about her. Welcome, Alana. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have We're you. We're happy on. to have you. Your voice is so, so soothing. soothing. <laughs> I, I, I feel so. I feel like I'm resting in the bosom of uh, <laughs> my mom. Wow. I don't think there could be any higher praise. Yeah, I feel so. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's so chill. She is. She's like an edible personified. An, an edible, really? Oh my god. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. That's just, that's what I'm gonna be for Halloween. I will be an edible. Honestly, oh I know it's a few months away, but You're it's ready? good to know in advance. I'm going to start sewing that costume. <laughs> It'll be like a caramel, right? It'll yeah. be like one of those. Like a little sweet candy that just hits you. It's like, oh, yeah. 
Okay, sorry to go off on a tangent. Um, before That's we right. get into the interview and our little known facts, what are we sipping on? So we are sipping on a wine suggested by Alanda today. It is Whispering Angels. It is, what? why well, can't read this? Okay, let me so try. Like, can you see it? Okay, uh, so I talked to Alana on Twitter, and um, she suggested Whispering Angel by Cave. De Escalons? What? I don't know. Can you tell Our us how to say it? French is a little rusty. All, all you need to know is that it's a rosé called Whispering Angel, and it is delicious. Don't you agree? It's pretty good. It's we're very we're enjoying it. The bottle it makes me beautiful. feel like it's summer no matter what month of the year we're in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. So, um... And isn't the color pretty? Like, even just the color of yeah, the, the bottle wine is, is beautiful. so beautiful. So it looks pretty. like a sunset in a bottle. It does. I it love does. the presentation. Everything's pink. really nice about it. Does it say what the vintage is on there, Danielle? It is 2016, and there is 13% alcohol in here, so turn up. Okay. And um, <laughs> we will be rating this on appearance, aroma, body, finish, and taste. We will score it from 0 to 25 and give our details at the end okay all, all right. right i feel i really hope you like it because i really thought about you beautiful women and what you might like and i'm hoping that you enjoy it as much as i do well, okay Aww. definitely going to drink it yeah <laughs> <laughs> glass you know what at the end of the day after the second glass it doesn't matter what you're it, drinking it, right? right like right, it all starts right. tasting so the same. you know that exactly <laughs> exactly so alana are you ready to get into our little known facts Yes, yes. Okay. I feel like I should be blindfolded. <laughs> Wait, we might be getting into some, uh, uncharted, yes, um, <laughs> some uncharted territory here. That's my other Halloween costume. Oh! <laughs> A spicy edible. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what made you start the Little Known Facts podcast? I had an opportunity that was handed to me to try my hand at podcasting. And literally a friend of mine absorbed a podcast company into his suite of offices and we were talking and he was like, you have such a great voice and you're so interested in people. Have you ever thought about it? And I said, you know, I love podcasts so much. Um, The idea of doing one myself had never occurred to me, but as a storyteller and a performer and someone who sort of always loved, I've done a bunch of audiobooks, so I was very comfortable being in a recording booth. And mostly the idea that I could go to work and not worry about what I look like, which is an actress. As an actress, it's something you spend a lot of time worrying about. So the idea that I didn't have to worry about, worry about hair or makeup or what I was wearing and that I could just concentrate on the work felt like a really great opportunity. So between not wanting to look at myself and someone having this podcast recording booth uh, made available to me, I thought I would try it. And then, you know, they say when you're a beginner writer, you should write what you know as, as a place to begin. And I thought, okay, as a beginning podcaster, what do I know? And I thought, well, I know actors. I've been doing it for 25 years. That has become my chosen family as an adult when you get to choose your friends. Almost everyone in my community is an artist and an actor. And I thought, well, who would come in and give their time to me? Um, And when you mentioned John Slattery in the introduction, he was my first friend. I've known John. 
He and his wife have been my friends for 20 years now. His wife was the maid of honor at my wedding, wow. Talia Balsam, who now stars on Divorce with Sarah Jessica Parker on HBO. You love um, we like her too. He <laughs> was uh, my first, and he paid me a very high compliment. I, I realized it was a compliment. At first, I wasn't sure how to take it, but he's like, you're like a female Howard Stern. For a minute, and I, and I thought, oh, you know what? Howard Stern is very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I had sort of hoped more to be like a Terry Gross from NPR style. But <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell who, who said, you know, luck and 10,000 hours is what makes for success. And I feel like I've been very lucky with the incredible um, level of guests that have been willing to come on my show. And slowly over the last year, I've, I'm getting enough hours under my belt of doing it where I've become more and more confident as a, a host, having been a guest for many years, kind yeah. of yeah. Doing yeah. from the other side of the table. So now being a guest today on your show is, it's so funny to me how, how awkward I feel really? Uh, really? being back in the guest seat. Yeah. Oh. I want to interview you guys. <laughs> It's um, the one thing that I love about podcasts is that you can do it without having to wear pants. Oh, like. wow. <laughs> I guess you could We're do it in your pants today. <laughs> I mean, if you really had to, you could definitely you do could, it in your underwear. Right. Or naked. I'm not quite sure um, I don't, yeah. our sound engineer um, would be okay with Would that. be yeah. okay with me coming over here. Pa- she's shaking her head no. No. Right. She, she wants me to wear pants. <laughs> It's true. But sometimes we actually do uh, videotape and do clips of the interview and, and put them up on YouTube. And so, but it's true. We could just, you know, film from a top of the desk. Right. As opposed to under the, you're right. Anything can happen. Yeah. In fuzzy socks and granny panties. Oh my God. You know, period panties and fuzzy Wait, socks. So you're going too far left. All right. Alana, who's been your favorite guest that you have interviewed? Ooh, Michelle, that is a hard question. That would be like asking me which child I love oh, the most. I could tell you which child of mine I like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love them both. She's like, I would pick one. I, I would know. just say on a boat. I would say, I would say, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say I interviewed my husband on the show, yeah. Dominic Famusa, who, um, is a wonderful actor and a wonderful husband. And any opportunity I have to work with him, because that's how we met, um, is kind of a great day. And it was the hardest one to do. It's not like I could pretend I didn't know him, right? Like I've been (laughs) married to him for a very long time. And I was very nervous. I wanted him to think I was good at it. And uh, I also wanted to figure out a way to approach it where I would actually find out new little-known facts about him, and it turned out to be a genuinely good interview, and um, I don't know. I, it has a special place in my heart. That's really cute. That was actually I'll tell you when we're done recording who really my favorite is, though. But that was, <laughs> like, right, right. That, that was actually my That's favorite Broderick, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I just want to say that I was a little bit um, – excited to see his name in my Skype. I was like, I totally have a Skype connection with a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could sell Dominic's Skype 
on eBay now. I know. I would never, but I, I could. Forget Patreon. You don't need it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you, you're smart. Um, how do you feel about um, potential rejection being in the limelight? Does it make you feel some type of way? Well, I would take the word potential out of that sentence. <laughs> Obviously, there's, there's, you know, the thing that's been really heartening and eye-opening about doing a podcast where I interview really, really successful actors is how much of the time for all of us, me who's somewhere in the middle of it all and for them, that that is just 99% of the job, that most of the time you create a fully realized character that you show to the director or the writer or the producer of a project. And most of the time, someone else ends up doing it. And it is, um, it's really one of the strangest things. I don't even know how to speak about it to kind of set out knowing that for most of your life, you're not going to get to do what you love to do for, um, for the small amounts of time that you do. And obviously it's really different now because of YouTube. I mean, YouTube didn't exist when I started out. There was no way to like create your own work and get it out there instantaneously for the world to see, or at least your mother to see, right? Like mm-hmm. there was just not as many opportunities. So the landscape is so different now for people starting out. They can constantly create and do their own work without needing permission or to be hired. But for me, you know, or anyone in their 40s, like that just wasn't the case in terms of how you got work. I feel like, you know, they always say, and I don't know if this is really great advice or not, but if there is anything else that you can think of doing other than being an actor, do it. That's kind of the first thing they say to you, like on day one of any, you know, acting program that you go into, like literally, if you can even think of one thing, please leave this room and go do it and save yourself a lifetime of despair. Yeah. But wow. but at the end of the day, if you if you can figure out how to make a living either doing your art or doing something else and continuing to do your art, you're going to have a really happy life. Mm-hmm. Not not in every way, but certainly um deep in your soul. So for creative people, there doesn't seem to be a choice. It is it is what you have to do. Because you wouldn't do it otherwise. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And it actually reminds me of um, our friend Fernando. Oh, yeah. Um, How he was saying, like, you have to do that one thing that you're, like, extremely passionate about. And you just cannot worry about the money. Because if you're always going towards your passion, the money will come. Right. Like, whatever it is that you want, you'll, you'll draw that energy to you. And you'll get everything that you need. That's what it reminded me of. Right, because you'll put so much effort you'll into put so it. Much, you'll yeah. be so good at it. Yeah. Because you just love it so the much. Sacrifice. It's yeah. The sacrifice. Right. Yeah. The sacrifice and the love that yeah. you put into it that just, I mean, it just makes it grow. Right, right. 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 Ha- it'll have to. It's like the law of attraction, but like you don't have to work at it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you, what was your worst audition? So... You know, this was one of my first auditions, so we're talking a very long time ago, and I can remember it. I mean, I think this happened 20 years ago, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was um, auditioning for a play, and in the play, the, the, the part that I was auditioning for, the girl, like, 
had a condom that she handed to the other person in the scene. And I remember thinking like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to bring a, I'm going to bring one. I'm going to bring a condom and I'm going to put it in my pocket. And then I'm going to pull it out of my pocket during the scene. And I'm going to hand it to the person that I'm reading with as if like, Oh, she has her own condom. Let's hire her. Like, <laughs> oh, good. Cause you know, we didn't have it in our budget. I don't know. I was really fixated on like, I'm going to bring a prop. Just and, one little detail. <laughs> you know, like, it's so silly when I even say it out loud now, but I did the audition and when it came to getting the condom out of my pocket, it got stuck. Like, you know, you know, for some reason it got stuck and I couldn't do it. Like I wasn't going to fiddle with it and kind of ruin the entire scene. Right. So I didn't do it. And I walked out of the room like so upset that this great moment I had planned didn't happen that I actually turned around uninvited, walked back into the room where the audition had just happened. They're all startled to see me again because I had just <laughs> left. And I take the condom and I hand it to the director. And I said, That's here's so ballsy. Here's, here's the condom. Oh my God. <laughs> here's in, in the scene, but it got stuck in my pocket and it was like, but it was going to be, it was going to be really good. This thing I, that I was going to do. And he, oh my God, I can't believe you walked back in. And he just looked at me like, you are insane. <laughs> and, you know, probably, I have probably had much worse auditions since. I'm sure the scene itself was fine. I just came in and seemed so insane. So much of acting is not only doing a good job in the audition, but is this someone we want to work with? Right. Is this someone we want to spend a lot of time developing material with? Is this a sane person that we would enjoy creating this play with? And so I completely undid whatever good I had done. And for <laughs> Here's the condom. I think about like that because what it reeked of was desperation. Yeah. yeah. Like just so desperate. And it was so, so it still makes me sad to this day that I, I never oh. like put the period on the end of that sentence in like a proper way. Yeah. I just, I can't. And now anytime it. I see a condom. <laughs> you're reminded of this awful audition where I, you're like. I don't use them. Don't use them. Don't use them. Too upsetting. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I just can't believe you walked back in. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine doing that and just being like, you know what? I'm just going to go back in here and I'm going to tell him exactly how I feel. And I'm going to give him this condom. And yeah. I, I, like, it had nothing to do with anything. It wasn't like, listen, I really went in that first moment. Like, I had sunk. Like, nothing. It doesn't matter. It was irrelevant. It was just... um. It was about feeling like I hadn't done what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, anyway. So uh, there are a <laughs> She's million She's reliving it now. <laughs> let's not go back. Let's, let's, let's move forward. Right. Let's move forward. Okay. So here's our next question. Whose all career right. would you steal out of all the people everywhere? Whose what? Whose career would you steal? Like oh. acting career. Wow. Wow. That's a great question. Um, you know, so there was a woman who her episode hasn't aired yet, or maybe it will. I'm not sure when our episode will air. There's an actress named Celia Keenan Bolger, who is not a household name. You probably, you know, wouldn't know who she is unless you went online and Googled her after we spoke. And, but if you go online, she has done 
one unbelievable play or musical. So A, that she can go back and forth between those two genres, which is very unusual. Either you're a musical theater performer, a Broadway star, a film act, you know, like there's not a lot of moving around from genre to genre. And she has done musical after musical and play after play, each one more groundbreaking than the next. And no one knows who she is, which means she has a completely normal life. Yeah. She's a passionate political activist. She's a mom. She's one of the most creative, beautiful people I've ever met. So articulate and just gets to go to work without all of the nonsense that comes along with celebrity. I don't know if she wishes for a more public life or not, but when I looked at her resume and the level of work she's been doing consistently, I thought, wow, that's kind of dreamy. I mean, there are, you know, there are Sarah Jessica Parker maybe is the TV version of, of, you know, something I would love to do. But her life is really big and she doesn't have privacy. I think she handles it magnificently. Um, So that's another person who whose work I admire so much and I admire her so much as a person. But her personal life isn't completely her own anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that we were talking about the other day, just mm-hmm. like about the limelight. Like I would not be able to deal with it. Like I probably would be Britney Spears. Oh, like you'd be dating your backup dancers. Yeah. yeah. Because they're sexy, right? It, and they're normal. And, and they're, they're normal. totally not yeah. celebrity at all. So I don't, I don't know what. The but heck then she they was would thinking. like worship you because you are who you are. So well, that just made the paparazzi follow her more. Like, right. what the hell is she doing? I don't know, but I feel like I would have a breakdown, like with the with the Clippers yeah. and everything. Like just that would be everything me off. if. I was in the limelight like that. Like, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I think I would love it. I always wanted to be a, a you would Broadway just be like, star. Okay, photograph me yes. here. I did. And she would be I singing did. every time they saw her. I wanted to be a star <laughs> on the stage. I used to be in the kitchen, and my mom would be like, can you leave the room? Because I would get a broom, and I would just overdo it. Yeah. And oh she was so you like, would sing into the room? Yeah. That, oh. you can you spin. sing? Michelle, do you have a good voice? Um, I think so, but they don't. So. <laughs> she so, does. We so just kind of cut her time her off. Singing, her singing is not bad. She doesn't know when to stop. Yes. That's, that's, that's what we, that's what she got us fucked up at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Don't we all need to learn that though? Like when to stop? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Alana, I feel like I need to come and be your best friend. I I appreciate you. She's like, no, thank you. Come to New York. I will come. Actually, I'm planning a trip to New York soon, so I'll hit you up. Oh, good. I hope you'll look me up. Of course. Okay, good. Okay, so next question. What is a little known fact about you? A little known fact about me is that my first career dream was to sell cars. What? What? <laughs> Why? A car salesman? <laughs> like Ted Danson and Coming to America? Well, no, that wasn't Coming no, to America. That what was the name of that movie? What? Remember with Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson and they had the daughter that was mixed race? Oh, I don't, I know, you know what, what movie you're talking about, about but yeah. I don't Wasn't he remember. a car salesman? Okay, anyway, continue. Sorry. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I don't know if it was because when I was a kid, like, what's the one thing all adults can do that you can't do is drive, right? So first of all, it just seemed like 
you know you're a grown-up when you're driving. I was obsessed with cars. I thought they were beautiful. I knew every make, model, year. I was obsessed with cars. And for whatever reason, that was my dream, that I could be someone that was around cars all the time. I mean, this is not an interesting... You didn't ask for an interesting little known no, fact. No, you no, no, no. I mean, that is interesting. We would never... Is, yes, no, I think this is interesting because... For one, when you think of a car salesman, you think of somebody that's like trying to swindle you out of money. So now I'm, I'm wondering about your character. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? I don't think as a kid I understood that that was actually considered one of the slimiest careers right. that you could go into. <laughs> and to this day, I get anxious. Like whenever we need to trade in our car, I'm like, Ugh, I oh, I know I'm worst. walking into a situation where any number they say yes to I am paying too much. Yeah. If yes. they, ha by the very virtue of the fact that they're agreeing to it, something is wrong. Like I know that. But anyway, that was just something that um, meant a lot to me as a kid. Maybe my dad. I don't know. It was probably connected to my dad, but that was very much something, Aww. something that I wanted. Aww. That's that means a lot there. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Not this is off of our um, list, but what was your favorite classic car? What was my what? Your favorite classic car. The Mustang. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. like that's like everybody's car. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody wants that uh, car. It's just so beautiful. Like, just the lines on the side yeah. of it and just the vision of taking that roof down right. and having your wind blow. Like, I just like how just... fast it goes. Danielle, let me find out you want to get a classic Stang. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, the way you describe that I sounds know. to me like <laughs> little that, known like, fact. You imagine yourself and, like, I can see. Yeah, my Out hair there with your back. hair blowing you know, in the like wind. You have it like that, you can really blow yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. I did just think of another little-known fact about me that is very embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it to you guys. And maybe you'll relate to it, and maybe you won't. But I thought of this actually today, and I didn't think of it so much as an, an LKF, as we call them on our show. <laughs> but you know when somebody butt-dials you? Yeah. And it is very apparent immediately that the, the message you are listening to was not meant to be left, right? Like right. all you hear is like the purse rustling and the phone and their footsteps and maybe like a little bit of like garbled, hard to understand, <laughs> like someone online at the grocery store. Right, like, right. It's absolutely not. I will listen to the <laughs> entire thing. Because you have don't to. Don't feel bad. You must. You I will to. too. But you don't know what's about to come up. <laughs> You could be an accessory to murder. You have yes. to listen. I agree. And that's the reason why we listen to you it. You have to. Wait, like, that is three minutes, sometimes longer, right. of my life. But like, you're staying on. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. Just oh set the phone down. You have to. Go about so your do business. all women just, do that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely listen. I feel like I'm waiting either to hear something I shouldn't be hearing. Yeah. Right. I never thought of the, like, accessory to murder thing, but yeah. For sure, but I feel like oh maybe they'll maybe they're gonna say something about me to the exactly. Yes. Let me hear what they got to say <laughs> to the grocery clerk. Like, and by the way, my friend Alana. Like, <laughs> I knew it <laughs> because because they're thinking of me right now. Right, right. now. That's why they're fine. dialed me. Right, that exactly. They're about to talk about me. I just know it. If I just hold on a few seconds longer, I know I'm gonna hear my name. Totally. Anyway, so that's embarrassing, but it's just true, and I think it says a lot about me. <laughs> you know what? I, you're not I think alone. about all of us. 
you're not alone in that. You're hilarious. Um, what was your first acting job? Um, my first acting job was I played um, in. It's called an under five in soap opera land. And if you have five lines or less, you've been cast as an under five. And I was cast as a nurse on All My Children. Oh my God, my favorite show. Such a huge thing because I used to watch that show, you know, with, with my friends. And uh, Erica Kane was mm. in the hospital. Oh my goodness. And so that's Susan Lucci, ladies and yes. gentlemen. And I, uh, I was hired and I had to take her pulse oh. and I was so nervous and excited. I wish this was, sometimes it's sad that it's just audio because the visual is so hilarious. I took her pulse on the wrong side of her <laughs> wrist. <laughs> oh if you are ever in need of medical attention, do not call me. I, I might as well just die. Honey, you know what, sweetheart? I think if you turn my arm over no, it would be more <laughs> and more convincing and uh yeah that was my first job oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious and Susan Lucci was like honey uh you're doing this wrong she was you're taking, you're taking my pulse right sweetheart so this is how we're gonna do it but the other truth thing is my name was Louise Serlin and they would make up little fake you know um IDs like nurse tags that you wore and I took it home Oh. Oh. Man, so I was so excited. So I'm a little bit of a thief. And I'm sorry. Been, I love that show. Yeah, that had to I been used amazing. to watch it with my mom all the time. Me too. I mean, I love Susan Lucci. Like, she's like the biggest bitch on that show. And I just <laughs> love it. She's like a dynasty chick. Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's like she, she always has channeled that. And I remember I was watching something and it said when her first episode aired and it was black and white and she was sitting in the cafe and she was supposed to be like an extra or like not a regular. She had like a, a few lines, but she made it work. She stuck it out and now she's like the queen of the show. Maybe if I had taken her pulse right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe if you had taken her pulse correctly, you... I would have been the next. The next. You Susan Lucci. Yeah. <laughs> queen of Pine Valley. <laughs> It was a disaster. Queen. It was a total disaster. But that is such a good memory. Like, that's so funny to yeah. me. Like, that would be something that I would laugh at myself constantly. Remember I, that time? Remember that, remember that time that, that, that I took Susan Lucci's pulse wrong? Like, I would love that. And then I ran back in at the end of the day, and I was like, Miss Lucci, here's a condom. I just I wanted to get Imagine if after everything, I have this condom. I feel like you need it. <laughs> I know things well, are booming. she did. Oh. oh. She had a lot of husbands on that show. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was Erica Kane, then Erica Carrington. Like, it kept going. Yeah. Like, she kept having yeah. all those names. Yeah. Yeah. We know a lot of people like that, by the way. What? <laughs> Never mind. I'm kidding. <laughs> Alana, what are you afraid of? Dying. Okay. Really? Really? Why? <laughs> Everyone got all quiet. Well, I mean, because, like, I'm not. I just feel it's You're a natural not? process. No, I'm not. I. It's going to happen eventually, so why be scared of it? I mean, I uh, You know what? Is that Jen? Yeah. Yes. Oh, are you serious? I, I, um, I want to get to that place, and that is my life's work. 
I, I did not grow up in a Buddhist household, nor did I grow up in a Christian household where what happens afterwards is laid out for you in a very beautiful, glorious way. So it's actually something to look forward to where you rejoin loved ones and and you rejoin your God in a different way. Like I've never had, you know, in the Jewish tradition, it's sort of ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? Like yeah. you, it's all about living the best life you can Correct. because you go around once. Yeah. And so it's very much about living every day, living the right way and doing the right thing and with empathy and kindness and really do unto others, which is, I think, a really great way to live. Even if you are coming back 12 times, to do it right each time is a great thing or, or to have that be your goal. Um, but in the Jewish tradition, there really isn't a story for what happens next. And so I grapple with it and I do read, you know, lots of other religious texts and I talk to people and how they've grown up and, and what their religious background is and where their faith lands them. I haven't kind of come to terms with what that story is. And I think it's different. You know, when you have, I have young children still, so obviously so much of it is about imagining not so much my own mortality, but what it would be like for them without me. Right. Yes. And, uh, and also, my parents are still alive. They're both in their 80s. They are so young and vital still. That's so I'm under this false illusion that, like, oh, look, they're going to be the first two people who really never die. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> oh like, I just, you know, There's something about having parents who've lived a long time that is uh, is actually gives you this false sense of security. Right. And so I think a lot about it, and I grapple with it, and I know this is, you know, not a funny, happy answer, but that is one of that's. I I just I didn't prepare any answers, and that is why. <laughs> no, it's fine. We like this. No, I think, like you said, my mom. You know, it's funny because I worry about my mom dying. You do? I, yeah, I do. And me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna die one day. It's okay. So it's it's weird. You know, it's funny that she says that that she's concerned about her parents, and she's like. My parents are going to be really old, 110 years old, and, uh, you know, they'll be okay, and I'll be okay, and um, I don't I don't see it like that. Like, I worry about my mom. You should really, like, like when we get off, we'll, we'll hook you up with Fernando. He'll, yes. Because we actually, <laughs> and that's what I was just going to say is that I don't feel that, I don't feel that concern for my mom because my dad already passed, so I'm like, you know, like, I know, mm -hmm. like, you have to move on and things are going to be okay. And like mm -hmm. everyone has to be okay without yeah. you. Yeah. And I just had a mediumship with Fernando Alana. So you can get in touch with Fernando. He's wonderful. <laughs> um, but I feel okay. I feel so much better. And um, yeah, like, like death isn't scary to me. No, I, I think that my curiosity with death was just kind of like, what are things like over there? Like, I I never really thought that this is the end. Like, I kind of think about um, it in terms of, like, what do we transform into? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily think that, you know, we just die and we're in the ground and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I believe in reincarnation and, um, like, um, what's what am I thinking of? Um, Coming back. What is reincarnation? I, I can't remember what thought I was what I was trying to say, but um, but yeah, like I think that everything sort of turns into something else. Like I don't think that we just are here and that's it. Like I think that we continue to learn and we 
grow like with each life and stuff like i think right that and that's exactly what bernie says yeah. too about what it's like on but the I, other I think side. i was just like really curious about like when we're over there well my curiosity is is when we're over there if everything is so great and everything is so loving like why, why, would, you why would you want to come to another? Come here? Like, <laughs> what do you need what? to learn? Why can't we stay what's there? What's the thought that says, oh, you know what? Let me go down there and see what's yeah. going on. Like, well, I, I'm in a loving environment. I'm with Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, it's just like he said. Like, you, you have things that you didn't quite accomplish or you didn't learn all the way. Like, mm. I think when, when you stop coming back is when you kind of reach this mecca of knowledge and you're – you know, in your full knowledge and you're knowing everything. You're not like, not like God, but like. Like an oracle. Like where you no longer <laughs> have to. Oracle. Well, I guess. <laughs> but where you no longer have to say, damn, I fucked that up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you're, you know better, you do better. So you don't have to come back anymore because you're already doing better. Right. You're enlightened. You've come yeah. to this place right. of like enlightenment. Yeah, pretty like, much. I don't like know what I want to come back as next, though. I need to really, I need to pray on that. You'll decide when we get over there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to. Like, maybe we'll be done. You we'll know? be done? I, I don't okay. know about that, but. <laughs> All right, so listening to Dominic's episode, he mentioned being miserable and depressed at the thought of taking the LSAT. Um, it made me think of how when you're miserable and depressed, it's because you're kind of on the wrong path and you're not really doing what you're meant to be doing. Um, that comment was like a simple aha moment. So, like, how did you realize that acting was your passion? You know, I uh, it's funny. So many of the things that happened to me in my life were born out of a guy, like loving a guy or having a crush on a guy, right? Yeah. So I was on a very different career path and then I met this guy who I thought was adorable and he took me to an acting class with him. And I just went because I had a crush on him. And I would say within like a month, he was no longer in that acting class. And I felt like, oh my God, these are my people. This is a community. I felt like I had found, you know, we were just talking about religion. I had found my church. I had found a place that I felt completely myself. Um, I met a teacher who just was an extraordinary woman who the way she talked about life and the way she talked about theater and the way she told stories, I just thought, well, I just want to keep studying with this person. So it really was a lark. Like I went in because I was kind of on a date. And I ended up finding a career and wow, I got beautiful. very lucky. I was, um, I got a really great job, like very young. I was on a, I was on an HBO series that I just happened to, um, luck into really. I met this director named Robert Altman, who was a huge fancy director mm, and right. was kind of looking for, for young people to be on this political satire series that was written by Gary Trudeau, the Doonesbury cartoon, like from yes. the newspaper, you guys know him. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I feel like it chose me. Yeah. I was open and I, you know, I was either going to sell cars or, <laughs> <laughs> or pass out condoms. More than two. Right. right? <laughs> I do I do think about working at like Planned Parenthood or something. I think that was what was Oh my god, they would love but, you there. <laughs> yeah, I just met some extraordinary people um early on in my life who became teachers and mentors. And I don't know that I set out to do it 
like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It was more, this is what I want to do right now. And I was very fortunate to, um, to go from job to job for a long time. Okay. So that leads us to, um, our panel discussion. Uh, let's talk about following your dreams. So that kind of came to you. Like you said, it chose you. I think you have to kind of like be open to it. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I'll say that career wise for me, like I was actually at a point where I was out of work mm. and um, I needed, I needed a job. Like I was on unemployment and um, a lady called me and she was like, Hey, I need you to come do this job here. And um, it was at a freight forwarding company and it was like, it was doing logistics work. And I was just like, really? Like, I don't know anything about this stuff. You know, she was like, yeah, just, you know, just go in. Like, you're going to be great. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You you pick up quick, right? Like, you can learn. Don't just worry swing about it. it. Yeah, you know, just take swing it. Yeah. whatever. Yeah, take, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Like, you know, so, and I actually, I actually liked it. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea about that world and what all it meant, but... Um, once I got there, like I was open to it. She said, you know, hey, you can you can do it. Okay, so she says I can do it. Of course I can do the right. shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of need a little bit of validation there and believing in yourself. But um, being open to it made me realize that, hey, you know, this is something that I can do, you know, and it's led me down a path in logistics to kind of like where I am now because it made me realize that I like project stuff. Mm -hmm. And yes. this podcast is like a project, <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I came to realize that I like small projects, though. Like I don't like, um, like I like stuff to be kind of ever changing. And with this podcast, it's ever frequent change, like on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so I think that you have to sort of just be open to going down that road to the unknown because a lot of people are scared of the unknown. So yeah. like, what are you going, what are you going to, what am I going to do when I'm here? You know, like, mm -hmm. what does this mean? Do, do I have X, Y, Z planned out? Do I need, Same. I need to know what steps five, six, seven mm -hmm. are. Like, am I going to have that? And you kind of just got to be open to it and, and just say, Hey, you know what? Let me jump in and just take one step. See that is You know, it's so funny that you say that because when this podcast thing came up, I had just said to a friend, I'm going to say yes to everything that comes my way right now, really? as long as it's not dangerous right. to me and my family, right? Like within right. reason. And when my friend approached me at like a cocktail party saying, hey, this is kind of crazy. Do you want to do a podcast? My instinct was like, no, I'm not a podcast host, right? Like that was fine. And then I remembered that I just said, I'm going to say yes to anything that isn't dangerous to me or the people I love. And the worst thing that happens is, I'm not a podcast host, right? Like that would right. be the worst thing. He wasn't asking me to put up a lot of money to try this venture that would put my family in financial jeopardy. It was literally an experiential opportunity. Right. And I'm so happy I said, yes, look, I'm talking to three remarkable women right now, oh, just really? a few months later, who live in Houston, right? <laughs> right. Like who have a completely different life for me. And I never would have met you and it's all true. of the incredible people that have come into my life because of Twitter. Or, you <laughs> I know. know. I know. Lana, you're about to make me cry. Support 
<laughs> communities, like it's a really beautiful thing. And yes. I think sometimes like when you start something for very pure reasons, not for monetary gain or ego, but like, I feel like I have some great stories I want to share and people that I'm so proud of. And I'm so proud of all the people who come on my show. I have two criteria. They have to be kind and talented. That's it. They don't have to be the most famous. They don't, have, but just kind and talented. And I feel so proud that I'm getting to share these remarkable artists with the world. And I feel so lucky that I keep meeting these genuinely remarkable people like you. I just feel really lucky. Thank and you, it, and it, yes. But I really I have to ask you, and I know I'm not a host right now. I'm the guest. But I am dying to know how you guys know each other and how this podcast came to fruition. <laughs> I've just been dying to know. Okay, so we know each other because we joined a social group, all of us. And actually, Danielle and I went to college together. And I just remembered that many, many months ago, we were laughing about something. And Jen said, we should record our conversation. And I uh -huh. said, we could totally do a podcast. Yeah. And that's why we're doing a podcast. Because was, we, we were, were, I mean, funny. we always, we always were talking and saying funny stuff and sharing the stories that were happening to each other on a daily basis and we would crack up at each other and then we were like you know what let's just put it out there so every single woman also knows that they're as crazy as we are i guess i'm you not know? crazy <laughs> oh, okay so first of all i'm saying okay but we're, we're giving people something they can listen to and relate yes. to and also giving men an insight into what women talk about you know because right. they totally are clueless they're clueless <laughs> But also on your show, when you give men a platform, when you ask men, I've listened to some of your episodes where you ask men the questions that we want to know right. about yeah. how they think. And we're always, I feel like we're always so busy telling them how to think, <laughs> telling them how we think. But when you break it down and really try to understand how they were raised and how that affects them in terms of how they are in the world mm -hmm. right. and in small ways shifting these preconceived ideas of who we have to be. I just find it remarkable how deep you get so quickly with these people. It's really, <laughs> it's really, it's hard I mean, it's, reporting. it's yeah. funny to you, but it's, it's kind of like great the way you get these men to talk about themselves in ways that I don't think they're used to. That you know what? And you're, you're absolutely right. That was like, you know, the, the podcast that we did with... Um, with the Why Not Sports? Yes. I mean... I don't I'm think they were prepared for the questions we... I don't think they were prepared for Michelle. And I mean? think they were like... She well, nodded. <laughs> 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 well, because, you know, they're not... It's men that they normally talk to. So when a woman comes and they're like, hey, why you didn't do this? It was like he was caught off guard. Yeah. You know, so I... You're but right. very open. They were yes, really open about were. like how their moms or dads raised them, how that yeah. affects. You know, you guys talked a lot about like when your kid falls, when your son falls right. versus when your daughter falls and this whole idea of, um, you know, pick yourself up and wipe yourself off and don't mm -hmm. cry. And, and actually you, you know, you as mothers had a similar philosophy, right? right? Yes, it I wasn't do. necessarily a male-female thing. It right. was what you're comfortable with. Right. But I just found it really interesting listening. I encourage your listeners to listen to that episode if they haven't done so yet, because it was really eye-opening and um, it was very compelling. <laughs> Alana, oh you are making me grab my chest. 
in a way that symbolizes that I might cry. So I'm going to have to hear this oh. all fucking week now. I'm going to be like, Alana said, <laughs> Alana said our episode was so oh good. Oh, my God. Did you hear her? Do did I need you, to reset? we're Alana amazing. the way she talked about Oh, my God. Let, she's going to be like, she's going to make a gif. <laughs> I, an audio gif. Well, did you hear that? You guys, I had a really emotional experience this week. I talked to Fernando, and he was able to kind of bring my dad through in the mediumship, and it was really special to me. And it, and I did talk about my dad in that episode and how he was very hard. And it was interesting to me that even in the mediumship, he still was a hard ass. I'm like, you're totally dead. Not you're here. Totally dead. But you're still like, I don't know. You better not cry. But I mean, just, I don't know. It was totally, it was totally important to me. But I feel so much better. This is what we should name the episode. You're totally dead. You're totally, you're totally dead. dead. This is that you're one totally line. dead. You're totally, totally dead. And you're totally so still being a hard ass. But you know, I have a friend who's studying to be a Buddhist monk, actually, and oh. he was saying that we, in our society, in American society in particular we give this like all feelings are exactly the same sad happy they're just feelings and we somehow give this power like the idea of crying is bad and laughing is good right, right. like we we attack it's like we give a number system right instantly. Yeah. like a, a laughing is 10 and crying is zero or some idea about what is appropriate feelings to have or inappropriate and I'm I'm butchering what he was saying so beautifully, <laughs> but not studying to be a, a Buddhist monk. But I do feel like by attaching more power to one feeling than another, I mean it's very hard to live a balanced life where it's right. just yeah. a feeling. Right. But this idea like it's really bad to why are you crying, man? Like it we I feel like the more we can stop perpetuating this idea of one type of being being better than another yes. or seeming stronger because really at the end of the day someone with access to their feelings all of them so and someone with access to their entire selves and self-knowledge and accountability and self-awareness that's a fully realized human being yeah, right. yes. and if something hurts and you cry that's okay Right. And if you're someone who doesn't cry, that's okay. You know, we're often looking for people in our lives to show emotion if that's not their comfort zone. And we want some people to show less emotion because they are way too, like, we, if we could just let everybody just be who they are right, right. and respect that. But, but there's a lot of work to be done in terms of letting go of this idea of what it means to be strong yeah. for men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a movie will end and I will have been sobbing or play and I'm trying so hard before the lights come up to make it look like I wasn't crying. Right. Like, <laughs> I do that also. Like, my eyes, especially my kids. Are you crying? Part of it is vanity, right? Like yeah. there's a crying and pretty, you know, in the movies, everyone's so pretty when they cry. Like no one, but in real life, your eyes are red and your nose is running and you're puffy. puffy. It's, it's pretty. <laughs> I'm so I feel so triggered because I cry all the time. I was crying at my desk at work last week, and I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want my coworkers to hear me. And I went to the bathroom, and I was like, "I'm puffy. They're gonna know I cry." So I totally resonate. It totally resonates. They're gonna know I cry. Yes. And I went oh back my to my God. desk, and I was like, "I hope no one asks me if I cry." 
Like, that's all I could think about. Not, like, the emotions I was feeling or anything. Right. But also, you rob someone. You know, it feels so good to be helpful and to be needed. Mm -hmm. Like, my greatest pleasure is being needed, right? And to be able to give of myself. And you rob somebody of an opportunity to be helpful by hiding your tears. You might have done someone, given them the gift of being able to feel good about themselves because they were able to make Michelle feel better. You know right? what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. I know. And so yeah. what's going to happen now from now on is when She's Michelle gonna call cries, everybody when she I cries. I'm going to go out into the middle of the street <laughs> and I'm going to raise my arms in the air and I'm going to wait for someone to come and help me because I cry enough to help several people feel needed a week. She's gonna be like You're gonna be like who wants to feel better right now? Who needs a pick-me-up because I am about to cry. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm almost there. Come closer. Yes. You're going to have like the, the MK fit. Like. Yes. My daughter is a crier also. I've, re- I've birthed a clone of myself, basically. And I'm very frustrated with her because she's a clone of me. So I'm like, oh, my God, you don't do anything I say. And all you do is cry. And so how old is she, Michelle? She's four. So (laughs) I I think it was last night. Okay, last night she wanted to cut up slices of cheese. So basically, she was wasting cheese. (laughs) So she's wasting cheese, but I turn around and she has a steak knife. Oh, and she's like, Look, mommy, I'm cooking. And I said, Well, you can't use that because you're going to cut your finger. And I took the knife and she went and stood in the corner and howled. She was howling. She was crying so loud. She's like, oh. and I'm like, you're gonna cut your finger off. Like, she's fuck like, that. She's like, no, I want the knife. I want the knife. She's like so. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> what was the movie? Um, God, I can't think of the movie with the child. I want the knife. Oh, the Golden Child. The Golden Child. Um, okay, so this. The golden child and, like, uh, what we're talking about kind of leads me to an experiment we're all going to do. Yes. We're going to do an experiment where we're all going to do something that we're afraid of. Um, and, okay, it's going to be a segment called Between Us Girls Gets Fearless. Yes. So I'm going to let them go first because I'm still trying to decide between two. Did you Did choose you yours? Choose? Yes, I chose mine. Okay, so um, my fear is, I guess, being rejected. Okay. So to test this out, I'm going to get dressed up, and I'm going to go to a bar alone, and I'm going to try to pick up a guy. Okay. Um, going to report back on this. I'm really nervous right <laughs> now as I speak. <laughs> I have never attempted to pick a guy up, and I haven't even thought this out. Like, am I going to actually, like, take him somewhere? Like, I don't know. Bring a condom. <laughs> bring a condom. <laughs> bring two. Bring, bring two. Oh. Oh. Double time? Double time. Wait. Or you're oh. going to have two guys. Wait. Oh. What? You're not sure yet. Michelle. <laughs> no, not she said two condoms. I don't. No, oh. not not double tr- penetration. No, let's, no, no. Let's not go there. No, no, no. One at a time. One. Oh. <laughs> Like a limadate or whatever. Like a limadate? Yeah, oh, like where okay. you like have oh one guy God. at a time. Um, maybe. Well, Limited. you better give your friends. I wanted you to tell them where you're going to be. We need. We want to make sure you're safe. <laughs> a lot of 
was like, I want to know what time what you're time going. What time are we going? What day you're going and who you're going with? Give me his initials at least. We want you to I be know, safe. Right. I mean, it I is. Know. She's right. She's yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. But is the goal like to when like what's the ultimate goal? Like just to see if you can meet someone or you you want to go home with someone? I need to like get his number at least and right. Yeah. So I mean maybe not like bed him for the night. Why do you keep saying that? I keep saying it. I like that. I like that phrase. Bed him. (laughs) That's so Pride and Prejudice or I I like that um, era. era. Like I like bed for the night. I like that. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. You're such a, a Victorian whore right now. I know. Possibly. <laughs> Her previous. A life. little bit whorish. <laughs> a little whorish. Okay. Um, I guess just get his number. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Like, but um, really, the ultimate goal is for you to face that fear of rejection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gen Z, what about you? I think mine is karaoke. I know you're the queen. Of, okay, so she is the queen of karaoke. Um, I wish I had, and I do, I think I still have it on Facebook. Um, we went out one time and you, was it Boondocks? No. Oh, yes. Wait, oh, yes. Boondocks. Okay. And she just, I mean, all of us, we were all amazed because she did so great. What did you say? Her favorite? Um, Amy Winehouse. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> so Fly she loves I Amy Winehouse. Um, and she did so great. So <laughs> I look at her and I admire her because she's so. She's fearless in it. Yes, in she's that fearless. She doesn't. It's like it doesn't matter who's there. She is going to attack it no matter what. So I I want to be like that. I want to be able to actually do karaoke one day. I might have to close my eyes because I don't want no one looking at me. But <laughs> I know they are. But um, it I I just want to get to that point where I'm really comfortable with. You know, being in front of, people, in front of everyone. So you're just going to get up there, you're going to kill it. You know your song already? No? Mm-hmm. You can practice. Yeah. I'll be in the mirror, man. You know what my daughter <laughs> told me? She said, why don't you do Selena? I said, why? Because I'm Hispanic. Right. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to sing. But I'm going to tell you that my cousin, he always turns around and faces the screen oh. where the words okay. show. So he doesn't have to look at the people. He doesn't look at the people. He looks no, at look the at words. The people. See, but that's the thing. I want to get to that point where I can look at people out in the audience and be like, okay, I'm not going to turn red like a tomato, and I'm not going to forget what I'm saying, and I'm going to be like Michelle and just go for it. You know what, Jen? That really makes me feel some type of way that you want to be like me on stage. I didn't say all that. So <laughs> I said. I know. I know. Careful, careful. But I, oh but God! The whole make, week. It does make me feel some type of way I'm because sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. I know she's gonna be no, but <laughs> but this is what I'm gonna say though. But I'm actually nervous because I usually get a little burning in my stomach. Do you? Yeah. I don't. I just don't and see I, that. In I'm you. very nervous, but I'm like I love to sing. I may not sound that good, but I love to do it. So that's what my thing is. You remember um, Mac said, "Oh, I think you want to get on a record." Oh, you gonna do that? I'm gonna get on. Oh I'm gonna God, sing. Gonna a, I'm gonna sing a song, and I'm gonna, gonna try to record it. You gonna try what? to record the song? You gonna put yeah. it on YouTube? I don't know. I just want to. I mean, I think I put your video on YouTube. Oh God! <laughs> I just want to record a song. You gonna record a song? Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. And I, I mean, I'm not gonna try to practice, like, do practice or do vocal training or anything because I want it to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. I want it to be just me, really, really trying. Because I usually like to, like, play around a little bit. Or, like, you know, when I sing on here, I'm like, I want it to be serious. So that's what I'm going to do. 
Awesome. Oh my god. Okay, so we're gonna report back to you guys in what, like, two weeks yeah. about yes. it. Okay. Um, how was the wine? You guys like it? I did. It is very summerish, and it's Summer like a crisp. Time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we told you. <laughs> um, it's like a crispy. It's like it's very crisp flavor. Um, yeah, I like it. I actually like it. You like it? Yeah, I like it a it lot. It was actually only sixteen ninety nine at Total Wine. Oh, that's good. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's it pretty is. good. It was. Um, it was well balanced. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Like the balance. Um, it didn't have much of an aroma to it. Um, I will give it a 20. Okay. Um, I'm just going to give it a 25 because it was $16.99. <laughs> and that's always a win whenever you can get a good wine for a good price. So. I, um... I'll give it a 24, and I think it's just because there's really... <laughs> what? There's no aroma. A 24. <laughs> yes. Like, a 24. We are so trifling. We just make up numbers. <laughs> well, look, I love it. Y'all it's either, is it good or not? No, it was good. Is it good or not? That's how it should go. <laughs> um, actually, I really do like it. I love the bottle. It is so beautiful. Oh, um, did you take a picture? Oh. Yeah, I did. I took a picture. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, I'm about to finish it. Right? <laughs> I did. I took a picture of it already. Um, it's, it's just so pretty, and it's really good. It's really fresh. Like, I think you can pretty much drink it all year round. Um, for those that like really crisp. It's light. It's yes. light. It's really light. I, I really, yeah. really, really do it's like light. it. It is. It's just like summer. Yeah. Well, summer's not light over here, by the way. We get oh, to 100 degrees or more. Snow does. <laughs> like, so like in the summertime, you want something light and airy to like kind of cool down. Right. Like, true. Very like true. Yeah. So you so can no, put I, it in your I flask really, really and wear like it with your sundress. This was excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I forgot to tell you that my favorite thing to eat with that elegant, beautiful bottle of wine, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Yes. <laughs> I can see that. I'm telling you, wow. go to the beach with Whispering Angel and a box of Cheez-Its, and you will be in heaven. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Great idea. Totally I'm going to do that tomorrow. I will toast you, and you toast to me, and that will be our little Whispering Angel moment wherever <laughs> oh, we are. It's like when people are looking at the moon in two different places across the country. <laughs> when we're eating um, Cheez-Its <laughs> and drinking Whispering Angel at the beach. Um, if if you saw Galveston, yeah. you'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's the only me out here. Between us girls. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I've had the loveliest time drinking with you and getting to know you. And I really thank you for having me on your podcast. I think you're amazing women. Oh, thank, thank you. You, you are you. most welcome. And we thank you for coming on our show. You're amazing. It's You have this great aura about you. Right. I mean, it's like she said, you're... It's just this motherly thing it's that like you have. Spirit. Jen's coming yes. to New York and she's gonna hug you. And I'm she's gonna, gonna hug you and, and I'm gonna be like, I just love you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm when I go to New York, I'm gonna be like, remember you said. <laughs> All right. Let's so like, what's your address? I'm on my way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. No. Huh. Just no. kidding. Okay. But, but I'm serious. <laughs> um, okay. So can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? 
Yeah. So first of all, the the podcast is on iTunes and everywhere that you listen to podcasts, but you can learn more about me and my guests and hear all of the episodes on littleknownfactspodcast.com and follow me on Twitter at Ilana Levine. Facebook is Little Known Facts Podcast and Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast. But if you're following Between Us Girls, you'll find me because we're writing to each other all the time on social <laughs> media, sharing our love for each other. So I'm easy to find if uh, you're a Between Us Girls listener. The love is big. Okay. The love is very big. <laughs> all right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Alana. Thank you. And bye. Oh, bye. Oh, she's she was so respectable. I enjoyed her. Um, if you are listening to us, you could listen to us some more on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Um, social media, Facebook, Between Us Girls the Podcast, Instagram, Between Us Girls Podcast, Twitter at Girl Talking Fine. <laughs> and we're signing off this week. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> In my Alana voice. No, you actually kind of sound like um, William Shatner. I love oh William fucking Shatner. <laughs> he sounded like William Shatner. I love William, William Shatner. Shatner. <laughs> I yeah. love the shit out of William Shatner. Oh my God, bring it down a notch. <laughs> bring it all the way when down. When we release this episode, I'm adding him on Twitter. <laughs> I wanted to hear it. Danielle, send us off. Before I send us off, <laughs> I'm going to ask for everybody to go out and leave us a review on iTunes. With that being said, bye. <laughs> <laughs>